Oh, I love that music. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are just wondering, what the fuck? I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Tita Biggs. Today we are recording our 21st episode, and in honor of being 21, we decided to talk about what turning 21 meant for us. At 21, you know, you can booze it up legally, so we'll talk a little bit about that, about mistakes you made and that others might have made, as well as some (laughs) (laughs) and many, many more mistakes I personally made for years to follow, and um, some things we realized that maybe we didn't quite have a handle on that, and kind of what we thought was going to be like, life was going to be like as time went on, and what it actually ended up like, and oh yeah, all, all that fun jazz. It's amazing what you think of when you look back, you know, almost three decades and go, holy shit, we were pretty very up. smart back then. <laughs> I was such a dumbass. But uh, first, let's talk talk cocktails. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we decided to do something a little bit different tonight. When you're 21, you don't really know anything about cocktails. It's pretty much like beer and whatever's on special at the bar, am I right? So we decided we would sample a variety of pre-mixed cocktails and see how that market's changed and whether we could find anything we felt good about. Um, I purchased um, a variety of cocktails. I went to the liquor store with the idea that they were all going to be like these little single serve things and it would be really delicious um, and I'd have a really good selection. And I don't know if it was my liquor store or what was going on, but they didn't have very many of the like single serving ones or maybe I just didn't like the single serving ones they have. I'm not sure. But as I started looking through, they didn't really have very good choices or as I started to look at them, the ABV was really low on some of them. I did purchase one single serve one that was like an espresso martini, but it was only 4.5% ABV, which is like cough syrup as far as I'm concerned. Like you can even like, I don't even think that counts. So I got that and I got some, I got a couple of different like pre-mixed old fashions cause you know, I love me some whiskey. Yeah. Um, I got Long Island tea because that's what you're supposed to drink when you're 21, right? And then I got another one that was a Gold Rush. It was called Gold Rush Bourbon Sour. And I mainly got that one because it was made with um, a bourbon from Traverse City, which is in Michigan, which is where I grew up, as did tea, as did Rexy, by the way. Ah. And then I got one from Portion Cocktails that's called Pineapple Upside Down Cake. So... Um, I decided to try the Gold Rush and the Portion and the Pineapple Upside Down Cake tonight. So that's the two I'm trying. Mm, very cool. Uh, I um, Didn't you try to go to a grocery store first and had no success? Well, I kind of looked at the grocery store when I was there earlier in the week, and all I had was, like, beer cocktails, like, flavored beer. And I'm not beer-ish. Like, I can't beer. You're not a beer-ish. You're I right. wish I could. I always wanted to be a beer, like especially in college, like when I was 21, mm. because you go to parties and there's beer and not other things. Yeah. Or trash can and beer. And that's mm. it. The only place I really, really like beer is at a ball game. So otherwise I'm like, meh. But uh and now that I get to see my beloved cards, that's pretty much the only place I have beer now. Um but so I wanted to, I, I asked about the grocery store because I wanted to illustrate the difference between grocery stores in Texas, which has blue laws, and Missouri, yeah. which I think you have to drink a lot to live here. Oh, did I say that? I did. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I love my fellow Missourians. Um, it's just, if there's an easy joke, I'll take it. Because I went to the grocery store and I found a whole selection of pre-made cocktails by a company called On the Rocks. That is 20% alcohol by volume. They're all That's 40. Good. good. They're all 40 proof. Um, they had a choice of six different kinds. And I chose the Aviation, the Cosmopolitan, and the Mai Tai. Nice. Very so, good. I'm eager to see what you think about the Mai Tai. See if it's as good as like our homemade Mai Tais were. We'll see. I, I passed on. They had three other flavors. The um, Old Fashioned, but you've already spoiled me. Oh, hiccups. But you've spoiled me with Angel's Envy. So I didn't want to take a break. Now we may as well leave the comedy. Um, 
I, uh, I didn't, you know, you spoiled me with Angel's Envy, so I didn't want to have anything lesser in my old fashioned. Sure. Why would you? And then we, I don't like margarita mixes, so I didn't want to, they had a plain margarita and they had a jalapeno pineapple margarita and not a fan of margarita mixes. So I didn't want to get that. And the jalapeno pineapple just sounded too much like Hawaiian pizza, which, yeah, so I passed. Okay. I can see that. I have to say the um, sour tea and I tried with our dinner just Uh because I wanted to like pregame a little bit. It was okay. It has honey in it and you could like taste the honey, but it didn't like you could taste the honey, but not the sweet, if that makes sense. That does. Um, (laughs) And then and then then we thought, okay, well, that's enough of that because it wasn't magnificent. (laughs) <laughs> and then we thought, well, let's try this pineapple upside down cake that sounds amazing, but it is a lot of not amazing. <laughs> Turns out portion cocktails are like those skinny girl cocktails. And I don't know if that means it's like sugar free or something else. It's got this weird kind of slick flavor. It says you're supposed to add club soda. And I thought, well, that sounds yucky. <laughs> so I will just add ginger beer because ginger beer makes everything better. Mm-hmm. And it did make it a little bit better, but um, I would say that it is still borderline yucky. Mm. I mean, it's not gin, but <laughs> it is um, probably, actually, I like a couple gin things better than this. Wow. Yeah. I never thought I'd. I never thought I'd hear you say the word. It's I like gin in the same sentence in any order without a do not in there. I know. Well, this is this is second to well, and I would say the Mama Rosa, but the night we did the Mama Rosa, I got pretty hammered, and I'm not sure I still like it. <laughs> that's <laughs> second, okay. That segues really well into after you turn 21 and you had some nights out drinking with friends and what have you. Do you have any alcohols or particular drinks that you completely avoid or cannot do? Um, you know, <laughs> so I decided to open the Mai Tai and give it a shot. Um, I I would say Jägermeister. Oh, yeah? Can't, yeah. You can't Jägermeister? I, I thought, I used to love Jägermeister when I was 21, Um Especially if you um, set it on fire and dropped it into a pint of beer. Sure. Flaming Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Flaming Dr. Pepper. Um, and I would do shots of it plain. I thought it was cool because I'm like, ooh, I'm drinking cough syrup. <laughs> this is funny. But now so I'm like, <laughs> thought of Jägermeister just makes me go. Ugh. I only got over my tequila thing recently. That was almost yeah. 20 years. I had, I have two and one one night I had this drink that was Southern Comfort and something and orange juice. And it was called something like a tiger or something like that. And I got very ill <laughs> oh, no. on that. And so the smell of Southern Comfort coming back up. And Southern Comfort has a very distinctive smell. <laughs> so Southern Comfort and I are not friends. Mm just a whiff of that and I'm like oh no thank you (laughs) and then the other one is slow gin cannot I cannot slow gin really yeah Ah, interesting I don't know if I can cherry mash again after uh, a few episodes back (laughs) yeah and that's funny because I actually thought about making that when you come to visit (laughs) because I would like you to try my cherry mash versus your cherry mash I think it's quite a bit different okay I, I will I, I will agree to that because I must have done something wrong and put extra high octane in there because um, you know you y'all listeners aren't privy to this but I did spend <laughs> about half an hour after recording that night um, texting her <laughs> drunk ass pictures of myself going I can't leave the bed. They were excellent pictures. It was just her laying on the bed looking really really sad <laughs> sideways. <laughs> but and in the same. In the same thing, though, I actually, the night we had the Mama Rosa, I spent quite a bit of time on the floor in the bathroom just hanging out in the toilet room, not doing anything, but just hanging out there just in case. 
floors in there are nice and cool, aren't they? They are. The animals apparently all sat vigil outside the twig. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And, you know, that's something else. But did you know before college and alcohol became a possibility that bathroom floors could be so cold and comforting? No. But here's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know that at different times of the month or the day or like whatever it is, I can drink two cocktails on one day and be completely fine. I can drink two cocktails on another day and be completely hammered. Mm. Generally, dear listeners, generally when we record, we have two cocktails, maybe two and a half. And it just depends on how strong we pour them. And, and, you know, we measure out and do all of that stuff. But occasionally we'll pour a little extra. And if we drink that extra, that's fine. But we also have usually a glass of water with us and that sort of thing. So we don't get too completely hammered because I think we've mentioned on the website and on Facebook that we record on Sunday nights. So we both have to get up and go to actual work in the morning on Monday. <laughs> yeah. so we don't want to be too blitzed, too hungover. And... um so in keeping with what we do, and since we're not 21 anymore, you know, two is about our limit and we recognize that and we want to make sure we're responsible. And so it, it's important to us that we're also setting a good example for our kids and they don't see us completely hammered and like staggering across the house. <laughs> uh, so maybe I shouldn't have texted those pictures to Nina too then. Oh, well, it's done. <laughs> She's old enough. She's old enough to make her own good choices. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's okay for her to see that occasionally. See, yeah. mommies still make mistakes. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. The one the one constant note between now and when I was 21 is I'm still a fucking lightweight. Same. My college boyfriend, people used to go up to him and go, wow, you're so lucky. She's such a cheap date. Because it would take like two bottles and James wine coolers. And I'd be like, ah! For days. Do you remember the weekend that you and I and our friend Mary went to Kansas City? And I swear somebody slipped something in her drink because she ended up, and you and I and she were about the same size people. We regularly drank at the same time. We drank at the same pace that night. And mm. something happened to her because she was falling down drunk. Yeah. And you and I were both pretty okay. That was scary because, I, I mean, I shit you not, I, I, um, I'm bad. I'm a fucking lightweight. And that whole incident with her put me off Goldschlager for years, too. Yeah, that was crazy. I had, I had no idea what was going on and why she was so completely hammered. Yeah, that was weird. So, you know, I heard they're making like a nail, or this came out a while back, but a nail polish that if you yes. put it in there, it changes color if it's been spiked. Yeah, and or, dip it in your drink. And if your drink has been spiked, it'll change colors. I heard that too. I think that's amazing. Yeah. But I you know what's even very helpful? What's an even better idea? Men don't write people. Just putting that out there. I think that's a great idea too. Oh, funny thing. But I digress. Let's move on to something lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I gosh. think that kind of goes to the whole, um, let's talk about people making bad choices. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was talking about one of the nights I made. <laughs> okay, so I had a friend one time when I lived. <laughs> you had a I friend? I lived in Texas for a while when I was younger, and it was when I turned 21. I was living in Texas. And... Um, I was friends with a girl that we will call um, Melanie. Okay. And Melanie and I had gone down on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. This wasn't for my 21st birthday. I don't actually remember what I did for my 21st birthday, but not because I was too drunk. It was because my birthday's around Christmas time. And it, I don't think I did any. I think we might have gone out to dinner. I had a boyfriend right then. And I think we went out to dinner with my family and just that kind of thing. I don't think we like partied or anything. So my friend Melanie and I had gone down on the Riverwalk and um, we weren't paying for any of our own alcohol. We were kind of walking around and they have these tourist boats that have um, seats on both sides that go up and down the river and they have like little captains that drive them. And then they also have the river patrol who are 
basically cops. I mean, they're police officers who patrol the Riverwalk and they keep the peace. And if bars need help, they'll call them and the River Patrol comes up in their boat and whatever. So apparently this bar had um, called the River Patrol and the River Patrol was up there and they were on the porch of the bar kind of breaking up a fight or something like that. And my friend says, have you ever ridden in one of these boats? I said, no. And she said, literally, hold my beer. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, okay. And so I held her beer and she got down and got in the boat, proceeded to unhitch the boat from the (gasps) walk and drove off in it. And the cops turned around and went, hey, come back here. You can't do that. And I was just standing there like, oh, my God, what just happened? Because Melanie just stole a police boat. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the cop said, she can't do that. And I said, well, in fairness, you did leave the keys in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the second cop goes, you left the keys in it? <laughs> Melanie only took the boat up to, like, the next little junction, which was maybe... 200 yards up and turned around and came back and then she had to turn around at the junction behind us and came back it wasn't a very long joyride but Uh she came back hooked it back up and got out of the boat and the police were like put your hands up over here and i said are you gonna tell your officers are you gonna take her in and they said yeah and i said are you gonna tell them that you left the keys in the boat no (laughs) uh well, we're just going to let you guys have a warning this time. I said, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and so they said, well, we're going to let her off with a warning this time. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> and we went along a merry way. But oh, that was probably one of the most epic things I ever saw a drunk person do. That's pretty freaking epic. And uh, I am just so constantly in shock that you did not go to law school because... <laughs> what a great first response. You got to tell me you left the keys in the boat. Anyway, <laughs> go you. I I have not seen I have not seen as many epic um drunken things. I've just, you know, been like a observer in the um slow motion travesty that is my life. You have some pretty epic parties. Uh you know, we used to have some pretty epic parties. Um, I think we mentioned before I had a friend do uh, puke tequila over my shoulder into a sink once. So it was pretty cool. He didn't even get any on you. I know. That's pretty amazing. The that guy, was amazing. I'll give him credit for that. And he was shorter than you. I know. So how does that happen? But yeah, I think um, I, I'm kind of bummed you don't remember your 21st birthday. because I And I'm also kind of bummed I do remember my 21st birthday because it was... Do? It was awkward as shit, Jill. (laughs) This was a few years pre-Jillian in my life. Otherwise, you could have been probably tormenting me with this for the last 20 odd years. It's been so good. I I rented a um, little table, a picnic table at a local park um, by a lake. Yeah, I know. But before that, we went out to dinner at one of my favorite restaurants um, downtown in the city where we used to live. And I began my drinking there. And I invited a lot of people. We had a lot of alcohol to take out to the park with us. Um, And there were a lot of my college friends, including my college boyfriend and a guy in college I knew had a massive crush on me, Mm. who was also a good friend of the friend, you know, with part of the friend circle. But I was also really, really pissed at my college boyfriend then. So I was flirting my ass off with guy who had a crush on me with boyfriend right there because I was so pissed. Is, and Is boyfriend airport stalker? Airport stalker, yeah. All right. So airport stalker and crush. Yeah. Are, are both there. It was a very awkward evening. And I... Um, Did you think it was awkward at the time or were you having fun? I... I... Okay, I, ha- I was having fun because I was all, fuck you, I'll do what I want because I'm, I'm super I'm 21, bitch. I can do what I want. That's right. What I'm going to do right now, man. I'm going to fuck your shit up and by flirting with him. Ha! And I'm going to flirt with you because you give me attention. And right now, at this point in my insecure life, that's all I need. So, yeah, it was a really twisted evening and I, I regret so much of it. <laughs> fun to me. I mean, from, like, if I were the birthday girl, I think that sounds pretty fun. 
I had several friends there who I think were going, holy shit. <laughs> but that's okay. It is what it's it is. It's your party. You can cry if you want to. At least unlike most nights I got drunk, it didn't end with a group of us going to Denny's at 4 a.m. So, you know, could have been worse. What's your favorite drunk food? Like, what is the one food when you're super drunk, you're like, this is what I need? You know what? I don't care as long as it's covered in cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Queso is my thing. Gotta have a lot of queso. Mm -hmm. Although, many years ago, I worked at a museum, and there was an exhibit of Russian artifacts that came to the museum. And before the Russian Artifact Museum opened, we had this big gala. And, you know, like full-on gala prom dress type of thing, you know, big fancy dresses and all that. And there were like, because it was Russian, there were like vodka shots all (laughs) night long. (sighs) And it was, it was just, yeah. So (laughs) I was married to Stick at the time and he didn't drink ever. Not that he was a teetotaler like John the Brit. He wasn't judgy about it. He was like, that's (laughs) fine. You can drink as much as you want. I don't care. And the nice thing was I always had a designated driver who didn't even care. And he thought it was funny. So awesome. most of the time there was a couple times, but most of the time he thought it was funny. So this particular night I got well hammered <laughs> and um, we're driving home and I'm like, we need to, we need to stop at the grocery store. He says, <laughs> why? And I'm like, because I need some hot pockets. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, no, we not have any Hot Pockets in our house. And we need to get some Hot Pockets because when we get home, I want to eat some Hot Pockets. <laughs> so we get to the grocery store and I'm walking through there and I had a red strapless dress with like a really beautiful skirt and a little bit of a train. And it was lovely. And I'm like walking through the store going, Hot Pockets, Hot Pockets. <laughs> I was looking for hot pockets. I found the hot pockets, got up to pay, and I like slammed them down on the belt. I'm like, hot pockets is what I need. (laughs) (laughs) And stick paid for him. And the guy, the little dude at the grocery store stand looks at us. We're in our 30s. And he goes, did you guys go to prom? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, we did. (laughs) Yeah, prom. I was held back a few times. <laughs> and um, it was also like December. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so do you do you remember the first time you ever got drunk? Nope. Really? I I remember the first thing I drank, the first alcohol I drank. Oh. Matilda Bay wine coolers. <laughs> wow, that's been a while. They were delicious. <laughs> I awesome. love Matilda Bay. What about you? Um, I I still vividly remember the first time I got drunk because I drunk, drunk or tipsy drunk. It was uh, well, it's can't do my homework drunk, and let me explain that. <laughs> Okay. So I, I was in a sorority and there was a fraternity that invited all the sororities over for what they called a wine and cheese party every so often. Now, but that their wine consisted of Everclear mixed with Kool-Aid or grape juice. Sort of trash can punch type of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, nowadays I'd go in and go, what, no fucking Riesling? I'm out. But, you know, back then I'm like, oh, and I had spent the first year and a half of college. So, yes, I was only 19. I'd spent the first year and a half of college not drinking because I didn't want to get into that. I'm like, nope. I mean, people had asked me, do you want to drink? No, thank you. Come on, have a drink. No, thank you. And I finally started telling people I had an alcohol problem. So they quit offering me stuff to drink, which I'm sure backfired somehow. Um <laughs> But uh, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going. I'm going over to the house. I'm going to that frat. I'm having some wine and cheese. So I went with a group of my sisters, and we went over there, and I got pretty well hammered. I don't remember a lot of the night. I just remember sitting down afterwards because I had a German assignment due the next day, and I remember thinking, 
German comes so easily to me now. This is awesome. And finishing it, sitting in the hallway with my legs spread out over the hallway so people had to step over me. But I finished that the homework sitting there like that in record time. Then I got the next morning to look at it. And all of the stuff is like, what is your name, Mrs. Johnson? And I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Okay, I'm calling in sick and I'm going to redo all this. (laughs) Yeah, that was my Um, first time. Yeah, I remember mine was probably my first year of college. Um, I was 19. Well, I was 18 when I went into college, but I turned 19 partway through the year. And I was on the basketball team. And some of my roommates and my sweet mates and I, we learned about partying. This is why I failed my first year of college. Um, we would pre-party before we would go downtown and there was, it was a very small town. I went to, I went to college in a small town in Missouri, uh, my first year. And, um, so we would pre-party and then we go downtown and we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, drank a lot of fuzzy navels that year, <laughs> a lot of fuzzy navels. That was my pre-party drink of choice. Cause you know, when you got to the bar, you couldn't drink cause you were too young. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. And then by the time I turned 21 and we were living in San Antonio, um, I still made bad choices when I drank, but I did, I didn't drink as much as often, but I remember probably the worst choice I ever made was a a selection of bad choices on one night. Oh, great. uh, Which culminated uh, with me throwing up in an alley <laughs> as a cop on a horse came up and asked what was going on. And then um, later on that night, somehow I had gotten separated from my companion that night. My girlfriend and I had gotten separated and I knew that she was going to take me home. And with the singular mindedness of somebody who is truly drunk and really just has that one thing in mind, this is what I'm going to do. You know, this is the plan and this is what I'm going to do. I went back to the car because that's what we said we would do. We'll meet back at the car if we get separated. Met back at the car, went back to the car, laid on her car, (laughs) fell asleep, fell asleep. Um, The car parking lot attendant came over finally and woke me up and said, Hey, we're closing the parking lot. You can't stay here. And I said, no, I have to wait for my friend. And he's like, you can't, you can't stay here anymore. And I said, I have to, I have to wait for my friend. This is her car. She's going to take me home. This is my friend. And we were in Austin and I lived in San Marcos. And I said, no, my friend is going to take me home. This is her car. I have to wait here for her. I won't find her ever. (laughs) You know, ever, ever. Ever, I'll never see her again, ever. And the guy's like, I'll take you home. Where do you live? And I said, San Marcos. And he's like, I can't take you to San Marcos. You can come to my house. I'm like, no, I don't know you. (laughs) And he said, well, I can't take you to San Marcos. I said, I'll pay you. And he said, okay. So I get in the car with some completely strange guy. And he did drive me to San Marcos, which is like 30 miles away. And... I realized the next day, holy shit, that was really, really lucky that nothing bad happened to you. I was very fortunate. And that's when I thought to myself, you really need to cut back. That's probably not a good way to go. Let's not do that again. And I didn't ever do anything like that again. At that point, I was like, let's just let's just drink in moderation. We don't need to get obliterated. There you go. I think I was 23 or so when that happened. And ever since then, it's just been like the nice moderation, just a little bit. There you go. Good plan. Yeah, I, I probably, uh, I didn't really pick up with having fun until law school. Yeah. That's when I started like, fuck it, throwing caution to the wind. And I uh, spent a lot of time on the bathroom floor from law school forward. Yeah, the bathroom floor is a good place to be. But I, I did, say I didn't get sick again after that, but I just still I didn't make bad choices like that anymore. Yeah, it's uh, not long after law school I got pregnant oh. with Nina. Yeah. Um, 
And I. And the party stopped for you. Party stopped. And that for was you. for just me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> DB kept that party right on a rolling. He's still rolling. Oh. He decided, fine, I'll drink for both of us and six <laughs> of our friends. So, uh, although I will give credit where credit's due. Apparently he no longer drinks. Good for him. So now he's just an asshole by choice. And <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm moving on. You're not sorry. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm not sorry about. What's What's something that you thought of when you were 21? What's something that you thought, I have realized that this is how the world works now. And now you look back on that and you're like, fucking what? (laughs) Have you thought of anything that you were like, really like advice that you would give your 21 year old self because you thought something was a certain way and it isn't? You know, I think I would tell my 21-year-old self, you better figure out that the world is not black and white. It is gray a hell of a lot sooner than you actually do. <laughs> it takes you a long time because what? how old are you now? <laughs> yeah, I know. And you better figure out that sometimes the bad guys win, but that's okay because you go on. I think I, I both good things. I think I was such a Pollyanna. I'm like, no matter what, the bad guy will always lose. No, they don't always. Sometimes they're very fucking successful. But you know what? It, it like from Richard III, be just and fear not. There you go. That's what you got to go with and just go. Yeah. What about you? Um, it took me a long time to get my shit together. Like, really? I didn't. I always just sort of coasted on whatever, like, I'm not going to say I just coast by on my good looks, but I always had like sort of a, I could just like do the bare minimum and get by and be like sort of pretty successful. And, and people would be like, look how amazing she is. <laughs> and you then are. I was like almost 30. And at that point they're just like, just do your job. I mean, come on, you're not that great. And <laughs> all of a sudden I was like, Hey, what? <laughs> I wasn't the golden boy anymore, you know? I wasn't the one that was like, look how amazing she is. She can do all of these things. And she's so young, because now I'm not so young anymore. Uh, so probably my my vision to my 20-year-old, 21-year-old self would be like, get your shit together sooner. Like, figure it out. Wow. You just need to pull your shit together and, and realize that other people in the world are amazing too. And you're not the smartest kid in the room every time. So... Um, you need to come up with a plan for what to do. Like I never had a career goal. Wow. Which never. is crazy. Cause you've ended up in like a really awesome place. Just by chance. It wasn't once I finally came up with a career goal is not what I ended up doing. <laughs> Isn't that the way though? What was, okay. So let's do this. What was your career goal at 21? Or at 21, what did you think you'd be doing in 20 odd years? I thought I would not be in jail. (laughs) That's as far as you got, huh? Pretty much, yeah. At 21, I didn't really, I just thought, I'm just going to be very successful at my job. Cool. That works. Uh, But I didn't ever, like, I had ideas of what I would like to do, but I never thought they could be actual careers. And then at some point, I sort of thought, oh, my God, that actually could be a career. That would be cool. And I started to like actualize that and then I got derailed when I married um stick Mm. well marrying stick kind of derailed a lot of stuff like sanity for a little while yeah well but I ended up with Millie so it's all good it's all good exactly whatever else it was that's how I came out and that's the most important part you're pretty awesome so and I'm happy with my life the way it is I'm happy with my job the way it is so at 21 I would say to myself look there's gonna be a lot of like bullshit that you have to put up with and you need to first of all you need to not cuss so much (laughs) (laughs) you need to learn to not cuss at work sad sad goal disregard that one that's not a valid (laughs) goal for anybody I'm working on it very hard right now not to cuss at work um I guess you talked to I guess you talk to people in my job. They uh, practically encourage it. I don't actually talk to real people. I only talk to like the people that work for me and they like it when I cuss at them. 
So go with it. Own it. Own your cussiveness. I do. I just have to not cuss at the people who I work for. <laughs> that is important. Uh, that's a part <laughs> that's, that's good. So yeah, I guess that's that's a thing I would tell my 21-year-old self is like, let's come up with some other words maybe. <laughs> let's, let's increase our vocabulary. <laughs> but but fuck is a fucking awesome sentence enhancer. It's okay. It is. It is. Um, asshole's a great one. I use a lot. I do uh, say don't be a dick frequently. That's a thing I say frequently. Awesome. Like I start out every day with that pretty much. <laughs> Uh, I tell you when when I was 21, my career goal was research attorney, but who knew more? I, I always there was a certain industry I wanted to be in, and I ended up in that industry, but I never had any any um, impulse to be like an active litigator or anything like that. I was going to be purely a research attorney in the area I ended up in, possibly with a court of appeals specializing in a certain type of of, uh, case, and then maybe ending up at the Supreme Court with a certain type of case. And then as I went on, I'm like, I kind of like cross-examining people because I come off as like really, really nice in court. And it throws people off their guard and they kind of go, oh, isn't that sweet? she's cute and she knows things and they start talking (laughs) and the next thing you know they completely fuck themselves on the stand and i'm just sitting there smiling and going no thank you so much for your testimony i shook one witness so bad one day that he apologized to me when he left the stand (laughs) i actually thought for a while i might go into public relations i can see that no no are you kidding me that would be such a colossally bad idea i'd be the worst at that you keep saying that, but you have this inherent likability with your giving shit to people that just is disarming. Yeah, but what company is like, I want somebody who's going to be really shitty to people and that maybe they'll like it. Let's see if we can find somebody like that. Dude, you could have been a dominatrix. Easy. I still could do that. I could just get a side hustle. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Totally on board. Actually, T and I know one. She went to our high school. Really? Yeah. I don't know where to go with that. So next question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's see. Oh, so I was going to talk about my perfect drunk food. Like, yeah, if I'm Hasselhoffing, (laughs) I would probably go with, okay. It depends on the time. One thing I that was a joke that kept on giving because the more I thought about what you meant by that, the <laughs> funnier it got. And then the video started replaying in my head and I'm like, and then I started feeling bad for him, but then I still laughed. So go with you. <laughs> that was a joke that kept on giving. Thank you. Do go on. <laughs> I liked, um, I always liked in Texas, there is a, a chain called Taco Cabana. Ooh. And they have these beautiful breakfast tacos. So after a night of drinking and you get up the next morning and you go get some breakfast tacos. I like the potato and egg breakfast tacos and you get some bacon and some cheese and you put their salsa on delicious. Delicious. They also have amazing queso that you take and you dump their salsa in. Stir around, you know, chips. That is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful drunk food. Nice. Very nice. Overall, though, I usually ended up at Denny's. <laughs> they have Denny's everywhere. Who doesn't end up at a Denny's after? Because it's the only thing open at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. when the bars close, whatever. So I had um, one night my friend and I went out and <laughs> these two guys started to hit on us and we pretended that we didn't speak English. <laughs> Because we didn't really want them to. And then they just wouldn't go away. And of course, because we didn't speak English, we couldn't say, go away. Shoo. <laughs> and the funny thing was, she didn't speak any German. But I only spoke German. And I didn't speak any French. And she only spoke French. So we just pretended like we could talk to each other. And I <laughs> would speak German. And she would speak French. And the guys would be like, what? What? <laughs> 
And so they drew us a map of where to go for food. And they ended us take ended up taking us to this restaurant that's called Jim. Gosh, I can't remember. It's called Jim something. It's got a big hat. And it's like really popular in San Antonio. And they have this really good cheese soup that comes in a cup. It's just disgusting. It's made out of like cheese whiz and I don't know, nastiness. But it was so good when you're drunk. <laughs> they stay open very late. There you go. Oh, gosh. What's the most fun you've ever had in a bar? You and I have had. Okay. The oh, most Lord. fun I ever had in a bar mm-hmm. was our bottle service night. Oh, my gosh. That was brilliant. That was. We did bottle service in Las Vegas. That was the most fun I ever had in a bar. There was so much to watch That's as far best. as I had. It was great. And other than that, though, like as far as I'm single and can I pick up some guys type of thing, I had read this book called Gorilla Dating Tactics. I remember you recommending that to me after my divorce. It was incredible. Like, it was. What that book did. But I would read, I read that book and I think you and I went to a bar in Kansas city one night, just the two of us. I think so. I think we went to that same bar that we had been to with Mary. Oh, wow. Okay. Go us. Anyway, we had gone to a bar and I don't know what it was. I totally credit the book, but there was, I was magnetic. I walked in the bar and I felt literally felt like every person was watching me and then uh, there was just people that just kept coming over to us and talking to us and they just like all like all the men it was it was one of the most empowering nights probably I ever had Mm. like I could literally say oh no thank you please go away and somebody would come up and take their place it was the (laughs) weirdest craziest thing that is nuts but that book was pretty fucking amazing i don't know what that book did anybody who's single and looking gorilla as in like the gorilla fighters and wherever Mm. not gorilla like monkeys gorilla dating tactics if they still publish that whatever that book did it gave me like mojo for days oh absolutely I ended up dating a guy that I met that night. He was very nice. He was a teacher. (laughs) This was a weird date, though. Okay. (laughs) So I forgot about him. He was a teacher. He was really together. He had all his shit in one sock, and we, you know, we got along really well. He came up to visit me a couple times, and we went out to dinner and had a wonderful time. We would talk on the phone, and I really liked him a lot. Then one day, he calls, and he's like, I got fired from my job. And I'm like, that's bizarre. I didn't think teachers ever got fired, but whatever. And I was just like, oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry to hear it. And he's like, I'd like to come up and see you and and talk. So he came up that night and he went back to home and he called again a couple nights later and said, I'd like to come see you. And I said, great, you know, come on up. And he never showed up. I didn't hear from him for a couple days. And I'm like, that's so crazy. I hope he's okay. And there weren't cell phones yet. And so I tried to call him a few times and he never answered. And finally he reached out to me again and he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you free tonight? I'll be in town. And I'm like, yes, I will. So he came up and he said, let's go have dinner someplace. And so we went to have dinner and at dinner, he starts telling me, I've been so depressed since I lost my job. I've actually been committed to a mental institution. And I actually was in a mental institution for about 10 months when I was younger. And I went through electroshock therapy. And um, and it's like he goes into like this huge mental history. And I'm really depressed now, but I don't think I want to kill myself. And I'm like, oh, 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 this guy seemed like he really had it all together. And now it seems like maybe not so much. Not really sure what to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's wow. like, but I just don't think we should see each other anymore for right now. And maybe I'll reach out to you when I get better. And I'm like, that would be great. I would love it if you would. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, props to him for being so forward yeah, and adult about it. Absolutely. But I was terrified right then. I was uh, scared. Understandable. Um, but damn, you know, I'm. 
I'm impressed with his uh, I'm impressed with his resolve there for being so open and, and I'm really glad it. he told me all that stuff, but it was very open and very scary to me because I had never heard of anybody like that. I didn't know anything mm. about that stuff. All I knew was electroshock therapy sounded terrifying. Being in a hospital for 10 months sounded terrifying. That's almost a year. That is wild. It's a long time. I tried to have John the Brit put me in care for at least a weekend after I got fired. Cause I'm like, I can't, I'm cracked. It can't function. I need IV meds and they wouldn't take me I'm like motherfucker. All right, fine. I'll go home and watch Dr. Pimple Popper. You just um, have to tell him you're going to hurt yourself. I think. Yeah, but I knew I wasn't. So it felt dishonest. And I, I guess I got to work on my ethics, <laughs> degrading them. <Sure>. Apparently, <laughs> You're just such a dick. I, but, um, oh, I was going to go somewhere else with that. I don't remember where now. I guess it doesn't fucking matter. But, um, but yeah. What about you? What's the best night you ever had in a bar? You know, this is going to sound very, very silly, but there, there are two things I could think of and they both involve you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aww. Um, aside from, well, I guess three, if you count, um, you know, table service mojito night. Cause that was that was, there's nothing but like that. Let's take that off the table. Cause that's obviously the pinnacle. Oh, exactly. It's like, what's the best horror novel? Don't include Stephen King. Oh, right. well, so, um, one was the day I got married. And when we sent, um, our husbands and Nina up to go take naps while we <laughs> sat in the piano bar at the Bellagio in our wedding so gear. That was, that was really fun. That was just a blast. I loved it. I'm like, ah, yes, I'm in my wedding dress drinking. No, I did not marry her. Not that there'd be a problem with that. And you look beautiful. You looked so pretty that day. You did too. You were all chesty LaRue. I was. I got no (laughs) chest now. Even John the Brit was like, holy hell, look at the fun bags on that hose hound. So anyway, I digress. Um, the other one was one night when we were in the Midwestern city we lived in and we just went to this local bar and we just sat there and drank and smoked clove cigarettes and just chatted and had a blast. And I don't know why, but that was just one of the most, (sighs) it's one of the first times I remember feeling this is relaxing and awesome and I'm having a great time. Now, kids, we are not recommending smoking. Yeah, that was a really fun night. That was I love, I do enjoy just having a nice night where you can just go out and relax. Yes. And it's, it was awesome. And it was, it was just silly. And it was such the mid 90s or late 90s, early 2000s. Holy shit. I got to get my timeline straight. Whenever. It's such the early 2000s. It was a great night. It was. Wow. I loved, I always love it when we go on a trip. Yes. I, we do trips very well. I loved our trip to San Francisco because oh. even aside from the Napa day, which was wonderful, I loved the evening that we spent in San Francisco and we went to that hotel and we did the dinner. Yes. Oh, that was so nice. Was amazing. Do you remember those little, that little corn soup we had? That was so yeah. good. That was amazing. Um, what is something that you believed when you were 21 that you still believe? Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, something that you've held on to. That eventually the good guy will always win. <laughs> you poor thing. I know. I try to make myself realize it, but I still hope it because that stupid fucking internal optimism just won't let my life live. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a possibility, but at least it's more gray now, and it's not all black and white. So I got that's that going true. for me. That's true. Well, and maybe the bad guy's not only bad. Maybe he's got some good to him. Yeah, and and that's another thing. The bad guys are usually not all black hats. They have maybe dark gray, charcoal, true. True. not pure charcoal, yeah. charcoal, charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> The white hats might be a little cream or eggshell, you know. Very, very, very light gray. Very light gray. I know I don't have a pure white hat on, but you know, 
Yours has a little bit of dust on it. Yeah. Yeah. But though, yours is pretty white. <laughs> You're too kind. I don't think mine's very white at all. Mine's got a shit ton of ketchup stains on it, if we're being honest. <laughs> is it ketchup or blood? Well, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. <laughs> And what about you? What did you think at 21 that you still believe? I believe in the inherent worth and dignity of all people. I believed it when I was 21 and I believe it now. I believe that the homeless guy on the street deserves his dignity as much as the teacher that teaches my daughter deserves her dignity as much as my daughter deserves her own dignity. Everybody that touches the light deserves their dignity. And I'm not doing that to bring it down or anything like that. I just think that that's the thing that I believe defines humanity. That's huge. And that's awesome. And um, go you. Doesn't mean I don't like to make fun of people because I totally do. (laughs) (laughs) I know because years of mall watching. You know what? I think my favorite of these is the aviation. Oh, of course it is. I'm Jen. I know, and I didn't think I loved gin, but now I'm beginning to wonder. It's your thing. Gin's your favorite. Someone's got to have gin. Someone's got to like gin. I'll take one for the team. What? What cocktails did you drink when you were 21? Like, what did you like to drink? When you would go to a bar, what would you order? Wine coolers or wine? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't order wine. I would order wine coolers. I mostly hit for distance, though, and I'd go with, like, Long Island iced tea or something like that. Mm. Oh, I I almost forgot. One of my favorite things is Amaretto Sour. Oh, yeah, those were good. I like those. What shots did you drink? Kamikaze. Mm. The kamikaze buttery nipples. Those yeah. were awesome. Um, Jello shots. Met mixers. Jello yes. shots, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, college. Ah. Oh, gosh. So did you have those bars where you knew you could get in when you were under 21 and probably get something to drink if you were subtle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And when I was 21, my roommate, um, Melanie, actually, Mm. Melanie and I used to go. um, We both worked at a restaurant that was it was like an Applebee's. We worked at Bennigan's, actually. Oh. So we worked at Bennigan's and we worked the lunch shift and then we worked the dinner shift Sometimes, but if we weren't working the dinner shift, we would, we'd work the lunch shift and then we'd get off work just in time to stop. There was a really popular club in the same kind of parking lot area where we worked. So there was sort of a small mall right across from a big mall. And so the small mall was kind of out of business and there was a club there and a couple of restaurants. So we worked at the Bennigan's in that parking lot and there was a club. We would go to that club and get our hand stamped and go to happy hour because you could get a happy hour for nothing and then you get your hand stamped for coming back later so then we would go and take our shower go home take your shower get all the french fry grease off you and then come back but we could go to happy hour and for one dollar you could eat like all the food you could eat <laughs> and you could oh. get like 10 cent drinks but we actually knew where all of the drink specials were at that time like Tuesday night is this place and Wednesday night is this place. Thursday night you go here. Like Wednesday night was 10 cent drink night at this one club, like kind of far out. So we would get dressed and we'd go to the club. We could do 10 cent drinks and we'd each take turns paying and we'd pay the dollar. We'd each get a 10 cent drink and we'd give the bartender the rest. Well, because we were tipping pretty well based on what we were getting, he would serve us pretty good drinks. We could be pretty hammered. It was good. Nice. Um, And we never had to pay cover charge. Because we would go either before they started charging cover or we would go early for happy hour to whatever club we were going to and then go back. So we basically ran the town on 20 bucks a week. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. That that reminds me of when I was an intern in um, for a summer for a U.S. senator in D.C. um, in the in the mid 90s. Oh, yeah. and we, as a group, figured out where we could go every night, where they would have like a low cover, when you could get in for the lowest cover. And if you had the wristband they gave you, you'd drink 
all you could drink that night for the cost of the wristband. Nice. There's some nights. That's one of the few times I can say there are actually a few nights I don't remember. Yeah. So very few nights. I don't remember anything. Usually I remembered some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Although I remember, okay, I got to tell this story. There was one night my, um, I had three roommates and we all went to this one dance club. I think it was, and got totally hammered. And there was a group of people from Mexico there because I happened to be there. Well, it was the summer of 94. So the world cup was in DC And they were all, oh, yeah, we got tickets for the World Cup tomorrow. And we would like someone to come with us. Do you want to come? And we're all like, yeah, whatever. But one of my roommates actually gave them our phone number so that they could call us and pick us up. And we're like, whatever. So we just, we had a great night with these guys. It was all kinds of fun. And then we just walked home, which walking home was not the wisest idea at 3 a.m. in Washington, D.C. But somehow, by the grace of God, we made it home safe. And we all slept in the next day because we were all hammered beyond um, any comprehension. And um, the next day we got up and our phone had rang several times. These guys had actually come to pick us up to take us to the World Cup. And they're like, we're knocking on your door and you're not answering. Uh, We're here. We're going to wait another 20 minutes. And then we're going, okay, I'm sorry, ladies, we're going. And we're like, Holy shit, we actually could have gone to the World Cup. Motherfucker, Jeez. we thought they were just being weird. So, yeah, that so sucks. I'm probably one of my greatest regrets. That's a bummer. That would have been fun. Even if you're not into soccer, that would still be fun to go to something like that. I know, right? Uh, but nope, we missed it because we thought they were just hitting on us. <laughs> yeah, they were hitting I, on us, but they were also serious. They had extra tickets. <laughs> I had one night in, in Tulsa. I went with a friend and this was probably another one of my most fun nights. Um, my One of my best friends from a million years, like we've been best friends since we were like three. Aww. And I had gone down to her house and we used to always go, when I'd go down to visit her, we would always go to um, like karaoke. We'd do <laughs> karaoke one night, we'd go do something else. And so one night we went out and there was um a rockabilly band and we started swing dancing and there was this group of like I don't know computer engineers behind us and so they asked us if we wanted to swing dance and we started swing dancing and I was dancing with this little dude and he was much shorter than I was but he was a good dancer and we were having the best time I had a great time and I bought the album of the of the group they were really good it was called awesome. cigar store indians was the name of the band Oh, I remember you, um, maybe a, a, um, you burned a CD I for did. me with them on it. I burned it. you a CD. It was great. I really oh, liked them. Cool. Speaking of rockabilly, got to give a shout out to Imelda May. Yeah. She makes, she makes my day. She's fucking I amazing. I love rockabilly. I always liked going swing dancing. Yeah. You and I used to go swing dancing at that club in the, um, town you went to college in. And I sucked. I sucked You'd big time. Suck. I suck too, but it was really fun. And I remember one time somebody asked me to swing dance and we were dancing to that 12 minute Benny Goodman song. It was so fucking long. I was like, this is really long. I'm super tired now. I don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> Man, I'm just glad that when we tried it, you led. Cause oh, it was so fun. I love that. That was so fun. I would love to take lessons of that. I don't think T'd really get into it. Uh, I'd love to take lessons in that, but I'm afraid that the teacher would throw his hands up in despair and quit forever. But it's such good exercise. It is. But I did 20 laps in the pool today. That counts for something. Our pool isn't shaped for laps. Oh, our our pool is small, but I'm still claiming 20. I mean, it was 20 in a small pool. Counts. Bigger than a waiting pool. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, for sure. Yay. And then I... Yeah, floated for a while. It was great. Floating is worth it. Floating's Float, awesome. Floating's awesome. Okay, yeah. And I floated while drinking a screwdriver. Still counts. Awesome. It's, awesome. Awesome. it's orange juice. Exactly. Fresh squeeze, too. Because Sam's so Club. Absolutely. So counts. <laughs> oh, good heavens. <laughs> um, so, last one. Before we log off, shit, what should we do? Yeah, so that's a good, we, okay, folks, we really need you to tweet us in some shit to do. We're running out of stuff. 
because we want to do things for you and we want to know what kind of cool things. So tweet at us and email us and all or that kind of stuff. Put it on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, Facebook. What would you is... like to hear about? We'd be happy to talk with you. I know, because it can't all be alcohol and diet Snapple, which is what I'm chasing my aviator with. We're open books. Aviation, not aviator. <laughs> That's a totally yeah. thing. Tomato, tomato. Speaking of that, one of T's favorite things is one time we were flying someplace and we were sitting at the bar because our plane was delayed. And I was like, I don't know if I should have another drink. And he was like, you can have another drink. And I'm like, hell yeah, I can have another drink. I'm not flying this damn plane. <laughs> So that's what the aviator gets you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I love that. As an attorney, I've gotten questions from Nina um, as to if I'm flying between the U.S. and the U.K., since I'm legally able to drink in the U.K., can I drink on the airplane? If you start in the U.K., you can drink until you get into... U.S. waters. Yeah, I haven't looked that up yet, but that sounds good. <laughs> so when you were younger, what did you think was the epitome of, when you were 21, what did you think was the epitome of the, an adult would drink this, so I shall drink this? Mm, probably a regular martini with olives in it because it looked super grown up and they taste so bad. Like anything that tasted bad probably would have been like an adulty drink. Anything uh-huh. that tasted sweet and fluffy did not was not an adulty drink. If it had an umbrella, it was not an adult drink. <laughs> I, I I I totally get that. I I think at that age I thought if I could drink whiskey straight, which yeah. at that age, which at that age I never did. But now that no. I'm an adult, I do. So I guess I was right. I guess you were. Same. <gasps> Yay! Whiskey straight would have been the same. Yep. I love Because that right. would have counted because it tastes bad when you're young. <laughs> when now, you're it tastes really good. In oh fact, my. the last time I went out with Rexy and we were in Austin, um, I drank whiskey straight the whole night and it was delicious. And Damn. I felt really grown up. That's cool. Okay. It well. helps you drink, it helps you like moderate your drinking because you sip it and you just drink it slow the whole night. Yeah, isn't that wild? Um, I, I think another thing I always thought was red wine and chocolate. Which I don't, I don't like red wine. Cause yeah, I, I think it's chewy and it hurts my head. Mm, I, I can't drink a whole lot of it, but I can have like half a glass of red wine and a couple bites of chocolate and they actually go really nice together. But, okay. But that's me. You can like that. A lot of people do. That's cool. A lot of people yeah. like that. A lot of people like beer too. I don't. I don't beer. Yeah. I keep trying it every once in a while, and I hope I like it, and I never do. So I think the only time it has ever tasted good to me is, in all seriousness, in a ballpark. If it, I, I, keep, I, I think I've only had beer one time, and I was really, really hot, and I was really, really like sort of dehydrated, and I would have like drank anything. <laughs> Uh, you know, you gotta be careful though. Cause one time I got dehydrated and I thought, oh no, the only thing to drink is coffee. So I'll drink a bunch of coffee and I ended up with heat stroke. Was it hot coffee? Yeah. Well, there you go. This is not hot beer. No, but I will beer in a ballpark, especially when I'm watching a Cardinals game, um, out in that heat, there's something the beer tastes more pure in a ballpark than anywhere in the world. You're allowed to like it. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't like, I can drink the same exact beer at home, though, and I don't like it. I don't know what it is. It's the atmosphere that does it. And that's totally acceptable. And there are things that I might drink in a restaurant that I wouldn't drink at home. Yeah. Yeah. And there are things that there's something to that. And there are things that drink at home that I'm not entirely sure I'd feel safe ordering at a restaurant, like a dirty martini. Yeah, it would be different. I love my own dirty martinis. Okay. I've had okay. several. I've had several since our martini episode. Well, look at you, martini I girl. I'm all adulting. I've been trying to think of like what to have the next time you come visit, and and I've got to think of some like really good drinks. And and we're kind of coming to a point where we may have to start repeating things. I know. I know. Of course, we can do shots. We can do buttery nipples next episode and talk about how we'd like to get cosmetic surgery. 
That's great. Because I'd like awesome one. I'd like the girls put back to where I got free drinks. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be wonderful. I would like to have girls again. (laughs) I think that's a really good place for us to stop because free drinks. (laughs) And the minute I start talking about my boobs is where we really need to put a pin in it and say we're done because it's not going to get better. I feel like that's a really good. I think that that should be a rule. Oh, and actually, that used to be a rule when I was 21. I forgot. Some of my friends were like, okay, the minute you start talking about your boobs, you've had too much time to go home. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we're done. <laughs> that's that's something I'll note for future reference. Yeah, good. please do. Apparently, it's still relevant 25 years later. Still holds true. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you for being with us every week. We really appreciate it. Thank you for commenting and subscribing too. As always, the website's alwaysneverwrite.com. And you can see all about us, what we do, and what we drink. There are also links to the Facebook page, Always Never Write Podcast. You can join there and start a dialogue with us if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, like we said. We also have Instagram, um, Always Never Write, with pretty pictures of the drinks. We've got Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe there and follow all of our things. You can also tweet us and ask questions and suggest topics, please. Whatever. And as always, remember, we are not booze professionals. We're just very, very advanced novices. (laughs) (laughs) And if you need help, go get real help, blah, blah, blah. But um, we, we were actually 21 at some point, even if it was more than 21 years ago. And And deal. We did a good job. We made it. So we we made it to this point. And we're kind of awesome. This has been a latent 21 episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. And thank you once again for making us a part of your week. And we hope you are highly entertained. And if not, at least mildly entertained. And let us know what we can do to pop that needle up more to the highly (laughs) area. Love you guys. Take care. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.